right, so Michael. Yes. As you heard in our most recent episode, uh, and as has come out recently, uh, one of the most popular movies right now is Shazam. Oh, um, what's that movie about? It's about. I feel a, like I've only seen marketing for it. It's about a genie played uh-huh. by Sinbad. That's um, yes. Who grants wishes to a child? Mm-hmm. I remember this movie. <laughs> um, no, I, and uh, I've made reference to it in the intro earlier, which you did a great job editing. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, 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 when I recorded that, I put a little thing at the beginning. I was like, Michael, hi. He didn't actually <laughs> check with me if I could actually do the, any I was of those like, things. Well, because you've added special effects before, and you've added like the record scratch, so, so I, had, I had a feeling you'd be able to do something, and so. Hey, Michael, you can do something. Hey, Michael's got abilities. Yeah. And so I was like, Michael, I need you to make this awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, was fun. it was fun. So, uh, so Shazam is about a child who gets these powers of several Greek mythical gods. And he, it, when he yells Shazam, he becomes an adult, adult superhero. It's like superhero big. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. It, it looked like Superman meets big. There's also a big reference in the movie, oh. uh, funny enough. Um, so, let me guess. Is it the piano? <laughs> Duh. No, he, she, he sleeps with an older woman. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, so my question for you today to start us off here is if you yelled Shazam, what celebrity would be your like older like buffer self? <laughs> my older buffer yeah, like, self? That would be like your, your, or at least your like superhero self. Like my, my super alter yeah. ego? Like, yeah, if you played the kid, who would play oh, gosh. the superhero version I mean, people are like the name Zach Galifianakis keeps coming to me because so many people have told me for whatever reason. Really? I remind them of Zach Galifianakis. I I don't I don't see that at all. I don't know. I I would love it if it it were like a Chris Pratt. Right. Like, I feel like Chris Pratt would be. I can see maybe a Chris Pratt. I also I think I can see like a Chris Pine or like a Chris Hemsworth possibly. So I'm all about the Chris. A Chris would would fit (laughs) very well. As long as it's a Chris, I'm okay. Yes. Uh, what about you, man? Uh, for me, Christopher Walken. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. John Goodman. Hi, it's uh, me, Daniel. <laughs> I'm a bit more super right now. I went from Texas to New York. It's okay. It's... Why, why did I go to New York? When did this happen? <laughs> just like you switch regions. I just become. I'm, oh, the accent. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. That would be. I want that movie. I want Shazam! that movie. <laughs> and then I'm back to me. Exactly. Uh, uh, no. In all seriousness, though, I I'll go with the one weirdest person I was told I reminded someone of. And that's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, I, that's a that's a great superhero I'll take choice. It. How, how many superhero franchises has he been in now? Uh, two, I he, believe. Deadpool, right? three, three. Green X-Men. Lantern, uh, Deadpool, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, and X Men. Yeah, yeah. Wow, he's got Look at he's him. Got he's got that 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 resume, superhero resume going on. Yeah, we got some Chris's and we got a Ryan. Whoa, sounds like the Power Rangers. I don't. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, a podcast where we share the stories and successes of people, entrepreneurs, actors, writers, and so many more in the entertainment industry. This is our side hustle where Michael and I get to sit down and catch up with each other on what's going on, what's inspiring us, and hopefully give you a little bit of uh, uh, encouragement to get you through the week. So welcome to this week's side hustle. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. It's always fun um, here on the show every other week we do, uh, you know, interviews with guests and with professionals mm-hmm. in the industry so it's always really nice to come back here though to home base right to check in with how we're all doing and actually it's been <laughs> i always feel like whenever we start recording side hustles we always say 
feels like it's been a while. It's been, well, I think, you know, me and you talk, we usually talk so much, but I know you've been very busy at work. You've also have your your show uh, and an extra show now that you're doing. Um, And so, you know, we don't talk as much during the week as Mm -hmm. we used to. Um, and then last last side hustle, you had just had family come yeah. into town and our schedules weren't able to Yeah, we just up. couldn't get together. So it was kind of me recording my own thing and kind of one of our usual past kind of episodes. Um, yeah, it, it's been it, it feels like we haven't talked in forever. Uh, for real. Um, for real. For, for real. reals. Uh, what's what's been going on? Like, what's what's, yeah, going what's, on with you, what's man? happening, man? Oh, gosh. So uh, I guess. Just going from the last side hustle to now, um, I've rehearsals for 19 years later have been going really well. It's the production in which I am playing Ronald Weasley, oh. adult Ronald Weasley. Every time you say 19 years later, I keep thinking it's a sequel to Met Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess no. There's no. Is there a sequel to Met Again? I don't think so. Like you, you're, you're 19 it, years I mean, later it, from after it, the it woman much died. Has, I mean, it's like it has a definitive end. It does have a definitive <laughs> end. Um, I guess the the sequel would really be about the dude inside joke. I guess <laughs> if you saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so rehearsals for that have been going really well. Um, from the time that we're recording, uh, I am going to be going into tech rehearsals this weekend. Uh, we're gonna have a good old bum, bum, bum. 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Saturday, and then 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Sunday, and we open a week from uh, Thursday. And you have an interview on Sunday to come to as oh, well. Oh gosh, that there's that as well. So um, <laughs> it's been going well. Yesterday we had our first big stumble through, and like I started incorporating some of my costumes mm-hmm. in it just so that I could mentally start tracking like when those quick changes will have to happen. But it's, you know, I've been really focusing more on the real relationships Mm. in it, even though it's Harry Potter and Ronald Weasley and Hermione Granger. The thing that I'm finding that's helping me get the most grounded Mm -hmm. is focusing on the actual real things that anyone. Right. I mean, they're real in that world. The real people. They're they're real people. They'll have real emotions, real problems, things like that. Exactly. And so it's, you know, even for scenes where there might be exposition, right? Because. It's a wizarding. It's a show about wizards, so exposition's right. going to happen. Like finding the the key with the relationships with the people I'm with on stage, mm-hmm. and have that be the driving force. Oh, nice! Of the I like scene. that. So it's it's been a lot of fun with that. And then speaking of more wizard stuff, uh, last week um, I was contacted by a good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Graydon Schlichter, who was in Met Again yes. with me, and he is um, associate producing a show for the Hollywood Fringe called Crab and Goyle Are Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, their crab, uh, unfortunately for them, booked a feature film that's shooting in London <laughs> in June. Oh, woo. <laughs> poor guy. Poor, poor, poor fellow. Poor Yorick. <laughs> yes. Um, and so they needed to recast. And so um, I auditioned for them last minute, just sent them something, and they invited me on board and mm-hmm. it's essentially um an adaptation of rosencrantz and guildenstern are dead mm-hmm. um but with a harry potter twist and so it's about the draco malfoy's two henchmen and but it's like told from their perspective oh nice so it's it's very philosophical it's very fun the timing is insane and because it's fringe it's gonna it has to be under a certain time limit so i had my first rehearsal with that <laughs> play <laughs> uh this past weekend um just getting things started so right but it's two completely different shows 
completely different um, styles and styles yeah. and stuff. So, um, fun stuff. It's fun. And then amidst all, so I have to, I guess I should have started with this. Karen went on her bachelorette, yes, uh, to Las Vegas this weekend. And that's why I was able to do so many things for work. It's just like <laughs> all of a sudden I was just like, oh, free no. time. <laughs> I, I had free time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, found myself working in all these things. And then amidst all that, I also did a 24 hour theater project with theater unleashed on Saturday. And how that happens is, um, at 8 PM Friday night, the playwrights were given a prompt 8 AM. The actors were given the scripts and 8 PM that same night we put on the show. Fun. It was, it's really fun. And we had a really awesome script, uh, written by, uh, Mr. Gregory Crafts, former guest here on the show. Nice. Um, and really, like, I got to play someone's id, so like someone's, you know, ego, mm-hmm. essentially. And uh, it was a really interesting concept, but it was one of those moments where 24-hour theater, lots of stuff can happen. And that night when we went on, um, the actor who played our lead, you know, for one reason or another, just unfortunately didn't have all of his lines down. Mm-hmm. And it was within just the first few moments of the play starting. Mm, that's fun. And there definitely had a moment of like breathing in, just going, let's go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. And you know, but going back to like Meisner studying Meisner and stuff, it's just like, listen and you know, how do I feel about what was said right. and repeat or respond. Mm-hmm. And so that's essentially what it came down to, even though we had, this amazing script, it kind of boiled down to just like our natural responses. Right. And I knew the direction that the script had to go through. So even though it was nowhere close to what the script had in mind, mm-hmm. um, I talked to people, good friends of mine afterwards, and I, you know, asked for their honest opinion. And they were like, oh, I thought it was great. I was mm-hmm. like, did you know that this happened? They were like, we had no idea. Oh, wow. So... In case you hear any sounds, that's the wind of Los Angeles <laughs> shaking my apartment building. Um, but so that was fun. But it was also a good experience of like failing forward. Right. Even though it's like, wow, this isn't going to happen exactly how I would want it to go. Mm-hmm. The show must go on. Right. And the show did happen. And the story ended up, you know, more or less being told. Right. Greg's script was told. Just in a different way. <laughs> not uh, not in the way that was intended originally. Yeah. So <laughs> it was definitely a, a really busy weekend. Um, you know, got some wins with booking, you know, another show mm-hmm. that's going to take me through the Hollywood Fringe. And that'll probably be my final uh, acting like theater gig for the year mm-hmm. un- until after the wedding. Yeah. Um, wedding. Wedding. That's still happening. <laughs> also. Uh, update. It's still happening. It's still happening. <laughs> Also paid off my credit card for that, yeah, which yeah. was which was fun. Made some adult decisions and stuff. I've been <laughs> p- paying into a retirement savings account, mm. and I kind of I was looking at that and like I've been contributing to this for a long time. I've been able to accrue a, a decent amount, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be retiring anytime soon. Right. So I decided rather than be in debt right now and be mm. really struggling all the way up until and after the re- until you retire until i retire <laughs> figured give get some debt relief yeah. going and start back at zero yeah which um you know i actually find myself now over that i've got a little bit of a surplus which is nice nice good job so, man that's, oh, that's always exciting yeah well just having 
that kind of debt and stuff on your shoulders and yeah. stuff like yeah, that, that it weighs on you stressful yeah, yeah it does, it weighs it on does. You. and it did and um but we're excited because now it like gives us the opportunity to breathe again and just like mm-hmm. be able to set up budgets and you know yeah figure out the start way. anew start anew financially um, but yeah so that was my week man it was just non-stop just like making all these decisions right and stuff like uh but fun <laughs> like it's like the shows were fun, even though like I had a stressful experience with the 24 hour show. I did it. Yeah. I made it through and found out that I can improvise. <laughs> hey, way to go, buddy. <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? How's uh, it been going? Man, uh, it's been going okay. Um, uh, pre-production for the short that we're shooting at the end of the month is full steam ahead. Uh, we're lo- I think we're down to our three, cho- our cho- three choices for our location. Um, and we're working. I know they just, uh, Two other producers just went to Costco and picked up all like the snacks and uh, it's official that (laughs) the snacks have been purchased. The snacks have been purchased. There will be food on set. Um, And then uh, I'm going to help uh, with the catering and stuff like that. Uh, I found out how much money is going into this and passed out. Uh, <laughs> I was it, not it, expecting. it has like a healthy sized budget. It has a healthy sized budget, which I did not expect. And I'm very appreciative uh, for our executive producer who believes in this enough uh, to put that money for it. And I don't, I don't know. I think it includes like festivals and stuff like that, but, I, but I, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it includes festivals, but I know they want to do it right. So they want to put the money into it. Um, so well, I've been reaching also, out to congratulations. Thank you. I mean, like I, you, you wrote the the script. I mean, you co, I know you co-wrote it with yeah. one of the producers and stuff, but I know this was your original yeah, yeah, idea. That was my baby and, and stuff. So it's nice to <laughs> <laughs> poor choice of words, oh, yeah. my friend. <laughs> <laughs> at least with the content of yes. the script. The script yeah. But it's really cool though, that something you wrote is getting a really nice budget. Yeah. It. Yeah. And she told me that I was, I was, I was very honored uh, that she was willing to put that up. So. Because, because of course, like you could look at the script that you wrote and you could certainly get it produced and stuff on a shoestring oh, budget. I was thinking 20 bucks. Like, <laughs> 20 bucks. Yeah, exactly. This is like to buy a box and uh, maybe take everybody to dinner or something. But I mean, down here though, like how often do you get that? experience oh, no, of get like, that opportunity yeah not only did someone like your script but they're wanting mm-hmm. to invest and, and, that, and like show an actual right. and, I, and i love that she's putting the money forward so also like we are able to pay the crew and and the director and the, the, the dp and the first uh, assistant director and and stuff like that so um stuff like that means a lot because i believe that you should pay people for their talent uh when 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 possible so um it means a lot that that's happening so uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. I've reached out to some contacts about hopefully maybe getting us a discount in catering uh, from a, some other some, some restaurants and stuff that do catering around here. Uh, so I'm hoping that way we can maybe save a little money in the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's coming up, which nervous and excited and everything all at the same time. Well, also key thing that like food real goes a long way when it comes to filming yeah. and stuff. Oh, like no. I've been on sets where it's just like, the cheapest of pizza. Yeah. And the crew and everyone is just miserable. Yeah. No, no. We, we want to make sure there's healthy options. Uh, I am having my nacho cheese Doritos on set, though. I did request that in my writer. <laughs> that was in your writer. <laughs> that was in my writer. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, also, uh, just a small thing. Just I mean, not a small thing, but like I got, you know, uh, Instagram does the kind of like uh memories now, like like Facebook does where sure. it's like you, you posted this a year ago or something like that. And uh, uh, the other day, or was it today? It may have been, gee, I don't I know. I think it was yesterday. It. Was it yesterday? Uh, it posted, like, you, uh, two years ago, 
you had pretty much your first interview because it was a picture from our our very first interview for the show Jessica with Hanna. Jessica Hanna from Bootleg Theater. Uh, and man, when I saw that, like just a wave of like emotion, like just hit me. That was like, two years like ago. Two years ago, we we sat down with Jessica Hanna and had a fantastic interview. If you haven't listened to it, please go back. It's it's our second episode. No, third. To the, to the four, uh, four, five. It's within Fifth. the first. It's episode six. five. It's definitely within the first six episodes. Yeah, it's episode five because Kurt, Kurt, Team Hustle, Team Hustle, Jessica. Yeah. So it's episode five and six. Um, this was our first episode. This was our first way of talking. Our first interview. Of interview. Michael's not on it because he, we hadn't had decided to have him be a part of either episode yet. Uh, we were still figuring out the show. Uh, there was so much and it was, but, it's, but all that said, insane. like the interview is amazing. Oh, I love the interview. The interview is probably one of my favorites that we've done, uh, just cause Jessica's so great and so, has such a great personality and is so kind and let us come and, and also just and, so and passionate discuss. about theater and yeah. about art and absolutely and, and what it can do. Yeah. And it was, it's, it's just, but just seeing that picture, just like, oh my gosh, like we've been doing this for two years. Does it feel like it's been two years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I it, agree. <laughs> it, feels, it feels so interesting because like even today when when I looked, I was listening to the episode we posted today and I'm like, we're on episode 83. But in some ways that's like a misnomer because we're actually like, we've published so many more episodes than technically. Technically, w- if you include like side hustles and stuff like that. Yeah. Hustles, yeah. If you include side hustles, but it's just one. And, and but it, then also you look at like, you can you could look at all right well we split episodes into twos and things like that yeah, this is true but like they were still long like yeah. we still talked for that long with people uh you know they're not like we 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 yeah it's just crazy and and so it just a lot of emotion hit me and it, it was i'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak to all the people we have talked to and that we have set up to still talk to. <laughs> um, and, and it just, it, it blows my mind. Um, and so that was really nice along with um, uh, uh, someone randomly mentioning us in their Instagram. Yeah. I was hoping you'd bring was also up. really cool. And it was just one of those things where uh, somebody randomly found us and it was, I thought maybe they heard, you know, saw something we posted, but no, she just randomly found us. And, uh, she listened to, I think it's looked like she was listening to, um, the episode with Heather, uh, Dowling and, uh, uh oh, Michelle I thought, I thought it was Nicole G Lear. No. Cause it said like collaboration was, oh, the, that's uh, right. was the, uh, but she likes the, I think Michelle, the, the, that was the next one she listened to was Nicole's and, uh, but she posted about it. She tweeted it or messaged Instagram about it, how much she enjoyed it. Uh, she's also from Canada. So she really enjoyed Nicole's. Uh, interview because she's from Canada so that was nice it was nice to see that and she even said like you know she's going to be like delving into all of our episodes yeah. which was nice and and uh you know just to give her official thanks and everything here on the podcast uh she is at Laura oh my phone refreshed for whatever reason uh <laughs> Laura Gao accurate Laura Laura Gao accurate, Laura Gao accurate. I'm, so I'm shout out to you correctly. uh for just being so kind to share this with us and uh, everyone else and welcome we to the league of hustle it. yeah welcome to the league and i'm glad you're enjoying the show and we'll hope to hear more from you so that was really nice uh finally uh i'm still on the job hunt um i'm kind of like that's like i'm in a weird space right now i'm very much and not depressed but just this like tired frustration mm. um i had uh as a, we're recording this on a tuesday 
Um, I'm not going to say any names, but I had an interview set for a uh, place in LA yesterday. Uh, the interview was set for three uh, uh, Pacific time. Um, the interviewer called me at one o'clock. Uh, I didn't recognize the number and it wasn't my scheduled time. So I let it ring because I, I, I know there's, I've been getting a lot of the spam calls. And a lot of people have been getting yeah. recently. <laughs> um, so I let it ring and I didn't get the voicemail message like alert till like five minutes later. And when I listened to it, it was her calling me and she was like, if you have a few extra minutes, if you're available in the next few minutes, give me a call. Um, so I called her back. I think it was 10 minutes later, called her back, left her a voicemail saying, I'm, you know, I'm definitely interested in the job. Never heard back from her at all. Not at the time that I had my interview scheduled, not after I've emailed her, I've left her two messages. Um, and that was really frustrating because this was a job I knew I could get. This was a job I could easily do. Mm-hmm. It paid well. And it, 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 it's kind of stuck with me. And I'm, I'm just really frustrated yeah. right now. Um, I want this show to be real, so I'm not trying to be like, oh, it's okay, whatever, big deal. Like, I'm really, like, I'm feeling it, I'm, you know? Thank you for sharing that, first of all. Like, that's not something that's easy to yeah. share. Like, as much as we like to celebrate our wins, it's yeah. also, it's much harder to share the losses. Yeah. Um, but what I would just say about that is that that was no reflection on you mm. or anything like that. I mean, as as you said, and, you know, they had set up this call for a different time. Mm -hmm. And if there was any possibility of it being earlier or later, that's something that I feel like that company should have notified you about or, and also be like, Hey, this is the person's phone number that will be calling you. Yeah. So to make sure that you pick up. Yeah. It's, and, and, you know, you know, Angie, my wife has been, you know, you, you've done everything you can. That's not on you. And even my mom was like, that's super unprofessional. Like I, I get it, and I'm and I, and I think that's what's so frustrating is how unprofessional it is, and that there's just no communication. And I think part of that also is I feel like recently I've had that issue with other people where it's just, and I know people have lives and they're busy, and I get that, and I I don't have a life right now. I have I have I mean I have the podcast and I'm writing, but I'm like I'm I'm available. Like I'm not at work where I can't check my email or, you know, check Twitter or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I understand that. So my mindset's a little different, but it's just like, I feel like it's recently like nobody gets back to me on anything. Mm. And, and it's just, it gets frustrating. Cause I'm just like, does nobody check their email? Does nobody like, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm so big on communication, especially at a professional level. And I think that's also what just bothers me as well. Cause it's just, it's a pet peeve. And it's like to not even, email me and say like i'm sorry you know after looking at it or the position's been filled or after re-reviewing your stuff i don't think you're fit for this job you know like what like just any kind of communication my house blew up and i can't i I just can't deal right now like just whatever would have been nice yeah and and so it's just kind of because i'm also an overthinker so i started thinking like well did i sound mad when i left that voicemail did i <laughs> like did she, you know you don't know people like you say they you have, there's so many rules about auditions and jobs and everything and it's like so now you're just terrified of and i'm sure like the same like with auditions like do i when do i email do i email today do i email tomorrow is if i do it today are they gonna get mad and like so you're just like this fear is ingrained in you mm-hmm. that if you say the wrong thing you do the wrong thing you 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 make the wrong move that this person's just gonna be like screw this person yeah 
They can't, they, they're obviously, I, I, can't, I can't deal with that. And it's like, you know, I'm making hand gestures. No, it's okay. <laughs> Again, thank you. Yeah. Like, cause it's important to get, to get that off your yeah. shoulders and everything. What I would just, um, you know, cause I feel like here on the podcast, we're always trying to think of like, what is a positive strategy or a positive yeah. outlook to have on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this will automatically fix right. anything and everything. Um, but it was something that I had to learn myself recently. Like I am an overthinking, I'm an over worrier mm-hmm. and it's been hard for me to accept sometimes that there are just things that are outside of your control. Yeah. And you know, you, it, you kind of have to just let that be. And that's no judgment on you. And that's, right. you know, you, you might reach out to someone mm-hmm. and they might not be immediately responsive yeah. or they might not respond at all. Right. And that is no judgment on you. Right. No, I, and, I, I know that, but, but, but I, I understand what you're saying. I totally, yeah. I, I totally understand. That. And that's, I've been trying to do that. I've been trying like, you know, it is what it is and just breathing and, and just letting it. And it just, it's, it's just one. It's, I think part of it is just, if this was, if this was last March, sure. It wouldn't bother me as much as it does. Yeah. It's just one of those numbers like, it's right like a job is right there like getting a paycheck and sure. and, and is right there and I mean, so that that's i think that's why it bothers me so much but i, I understand what you're saying yeah. and, and that's definitely something i need to learn to do and I, and, and i i am at times good at that i think this was just <laughs> we're, like, we're all working on this it. was just that like tip of the like the the building peak of sure. those things and so I, mean, I think it's you know because you do have this time right where you you do have you've been able to get the podcast to a level that like we could not have dreamed about two years ago. And that is a lot in large, big thanks part to you. So first acknowledge that accomplishment within yourself, because I, I try to share this show as much as I can, Mm -hmm. but I know you are just elevating us to a huge, huge, big level. So thank you. Celebrate that. I appreciate it. So bam, you're awesome. (laughs) Um, to your boy, Nolan is healthy young fun happy kid mm, fun mm. Uh, <laughs> at times uh, at times <laughs> at times but you know like again he and he loves his dad yeah. big thing to celebrate yeah um you know you and Angie you're doing well yeah health wise you guys are doing great um and you also have <laughs> your own f- film yeah. that you helped write that you created yeah is being produced with a Good budget. All so right, all right. I'll be happy. Made. I get it. But but <laughs> no, no, also, I, like, I get it. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. No, I know. I know what you're saying. Like there, there are things you need to focus yeah. on outside of that that negative stuff. But but also, it's like because you do have all these things, and I know yeah. you're also creatively working on other things as right. well. Like it's a good time for you to re- go back to working just on yourself. Yeah. Regardless of business, creative mm-hmm. stuff, just you know, yeah. people aren't responding back to you. Focus on no. you. So many, though I will say after she didn't respond, two people that hadn't responded to me did respond to me. So that was very nice to see. <laughs> to finally to get that but to get those conversations rolling again. Yeah. Uh so that was nice. So yeah. I will I will end that on a high note. Um uh what's inspiring you oh, recently, Michael? Yeah. What's so, what's what's inspiring your hustle or just your day or your your moments? Definitely. So I, I kind of have two. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. So because I've been in the world of Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I decided to, I don't have the time to re- reread 
the book series, mm-hmm. but I did listen to the final book, Deathly Hallows, uh, narrated by Jim Dale. Uh, just an incredible uh, audiobook uh, narrator. He is just such a fun read. And so that really helped me just like kind of get my passion back for these characters again. But the main thing that's been inspiring me lately is Mr. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. And you had uh, referred me uh, the book, uh, A Life Told in Parts. So good. Um, I am well more than halfway through the audiobook. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to that. And like this podcast, it's so refreshing to hear someone of his caliber, though, Mm -hmm. share the real nitty gritty of the life we knew before Mm -hmm. he was you know, Walter White or from Mal- the dad and from Malcolm in the middle. Right. Um, it is such a refreshing take to hear like his day to day life and, and struggles and stuff of whether it was working, you know, on like doing a loading dock thing and stuff mm-hmm. like that to the crazy relationships that he would have while working on a TV show that of course you're not aware of. Yeah. Um, it's really just been really cool to hear. Are you, are you doing the audio book? Yeah. Because he reads it, right? Yeah, Tell he me. reads it. So, um, and that makes it even more personal. Right. Uh, in a way in that like, wow, I feel like you're sitting with me in my car, Mr. Cranston. <laughs> like he's sitting <laughs> next to you just rambling about his life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm cool with it. No, like, no I'm sitting in eloquent. LA traffic. He's like, very eloquent. Yeah. Um, have you gotten to the part about his dad knocking the guy out uh, at the, uh, he gets out of the car? And his dad, like the guy, the guy doesn't know, like his dad's like a golden gloves boxer. Oh no. I, oh I don't God. know if I've gotten to that uh, part okay. yet. That's a really good. That's a good part. Did I get spoiler that? alert? Uh, <laughs> it's, I don't remember where that is. In okay. The, in the book. I might have, maybe it'll be coming up. We'll see. Cause maybe. he, he kind of goes back and forth. Yeah, he goes a back and bit. forth. I feel like you should have gone to that. No, part. I probably maybe did. Maybe it's a little later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that, that's a good one. But how about you, man? Uh, so for me, um, we, we talked about this on this most recent interview, and this kind of goes into our next part, but uh, uh, it, it was cut from the, the final thing just because it cut the pace. But uh, Brandon Collymore that we recently had on, who's a video gaming YouTuber, uh, Brandon does everything. Um, one of his loves and something he plays a lot on, on the sh- his channel is wrestling games, and we're big into wrestling. Um, and this weekend was WrestleMania, and we kind of schooled Michael a little bit of about wrestling and what's going on yeah. in the product. Uh, we, he got a little, uh, we got a little conversation going again. It was cut from the final, uh, uh, edit, unfortunately, but, um, one of the characters or one of the people, uh, in the, in the, right now that's really hot in the, in the business is Kofi Kingston. Um, Kofi Kingston has been around for 11 years in WWE. I'm sure many years before that on the indies and, and, and coming up, but, uh, he's always been kind of like a mid card, low card guy. Mm. Um, He's always been incredibly talented. People have always respected him. He's one of the most respected people in the locker room. He's super nice, super kind guy. Um, and he's recently, due to someone else's injury, been kind of thrust into a superstar main event position. And people, one of the things that's great about wrestling is people respect people, or wrestlers that have given their lives to this business and to entertain them. Sure. They respect that kind of like, I am sure like both of us, we respect like Tom Hanks Yeah, has given so much of his life to entertain us on screen. And, and he, he was able to get this opportunity and it, it just skyrocketed, like just people cheering for him. Uh, he ended up getting a big main event match at WrestleMania for a championship. Um, and he won and spoiler, if you haven't watched WrestleMania, 
Um, <laughs> Eddie Firth was there. Yeah, Eddie Firth, our previous guest, Eddie Firth. Uh, uh, man, I was so jealous when I saw that. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he won, and um, the pure joy on his face. And I know people are gonna. It's just wrestling, and it's fake. It it is scripted, coordinated entertainment. Yeah. Um, and it, and it is. But these guys still put so much of themselves and their bodies into this. Mm-hmm. And this is what they love. Like, it's as an actor, this is, you know, you winning an Oscar or an Emmy is paramount to them, tantamount to them winning a title. Yeah. You know, it's that is what they work for is to be told, we believe in you. You're our, you're the big guy. Sure. You, we're putting our cards on you now. Mm-hmm. That means a lot. And he, not only do you see his reaction to winning and his just authentic, just tears, but he also has two guys who are a part of like this group they have called the new day that they're all best friends and their goal when they started, they're both kind of younger wrestlers in the business was to get him to this point. They wanted to help him win the championship. And the way he got to WrestleMania was they had to fight in a tag team gauntlet with, they had to basically beat five tag teams mm-hmm. for him to get this spot at WrestleMania. So basically they did earn him this spot Wow! at, at WrestleMania. And one of them just was in tears the whole time they were getting the title and giving mm-hmm. like just authentic tears for their friend and that moment. And then he brought his kids into the ring and there was just so much emotion with us because he's African-American. So there's just so much reflected on that of this representation that it means so much to and, see. And even within this like sport entertainment, yeah, it's right? Still, that, that you've never been able to see someone like. Yeah. Him. It's still very minimal that an African-American gets the spot, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And he's the first African-American WWE world heavyweight champion. Wow. And the first African-American, uh, 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 what do they call it? Um, uh, not triple crown. There's a name for it, but basically he's won all the titles that you can win mm-hmm. and there's a name for it. And it's a rare group of people. Yeah. Um, and he's the first African-American to join that group. And his kid, he gave this title to this kid and his kid raised it up. And it's this moment of just like, that's what's so important about this mm-hmm. is kids get to see this yeah, and see someone that looks like it's like Black Panther all over again. You yeah. see this representation of you. And there was just so much, and there was so much going into it that just hit me of like, that's what I want. I want to be there not only to achieve my goals, but I want to help my friends mm-hmm. achieve theirs and see it and be a part of it and, and have that moment with them of like, you, you did it. Mm-hmm. Like you, the, it, all the pain, 11 years of hard work, like you did it. Like you, it happened. Mm-hmm. And also to see his kid there celebrating with him and his kids so happy for him. And like him just being like, it was the whole thing was just inspirational of like, if you work hard and you push yourself and surround yourself with the right people that will support you, like this can happen for you. That's the hustle support statement of this week. (laughs) Triumph, baby. Yeah, no, but I mean, that's incredible. And to, you know, even though that I I don't watch wrestling, I don't follow it. Like I even saw like, news and everything mm-hmm. about it, it was all huge. over across social media and everything. And it's, mm-hmm. and that's what you were saying earlier. Like, like that's the important thing is that young people can see 
you know, people mm-hmm. like him mm-hmm. winning these titles. Oh, and because see, because it, it immediately makes it more accessible right. yeah. to everyone else. And you see these tweets of people, and same thing. The main event, like the last match of WrestleMania, was the first time that women had main evented WrestleMania mm-hmm. that went on last. And you see tweets from moms who show like their daughters like watching this match and just enthralled. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that's what it means. Yeah. Like it's it's finally letting people know like you can do this. You don't have to be what the world wants you to be. Yeah. You be what you want to be. Yeah. And it's it's, it's just beautiful. It's change. It, it's it, beautiful. It, it's one step at a time, but then you get, you know, something like this. Mm-hmm. This event so happens. If, if you ever want to ask someone why they like wrestling, like this is the stuff that keeps people into wrestling and then they complain the rest of the year (laughs) about wrestling (laughs) about about what's going on in the wrestling business um well so so you had just mentioned about brandon collinmore and stuff so we just had him on the podcast last week um Mm -hmm. it was his first podcast ever yeah it was so so cool it was so fun to have him on he had Mm -hmm. such a great energy like you could tell that he's used to just like you know Mm -hmm. being himself in front of you know his whether it's a streaming community or whoever. And, and, and I want to say like when we recorded this and I want to do this right now because you, you've been so kind to me. Um, not that I wouldn't do it either way, but uh, <laughs> we recorded this uh, through um, on hangouts cause he lives in Dayton, Ohio. Brandon does. Um, and the audio was just so in and out with the internet and things like that. Luckily Brandon was recording his stuff on his end, but Michael, you you're editing on this is fantastic. Ah, and thanks, man. I know it was going to be a little bit of a struggle, but like listening to it, it is so good. <laughs> like, and I'm not trying to brag about like our episode, but like I was listening, like I was listening as a listener when I was listening to it, just cause cool. I got so into it because it is so it, it's, it's a really good interview yeah. and it's such a great story to hear from his side. And it's also just such a great topic because yeah. YouTube is this new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. This, you know, someone like Brandon having his own channel. Mm-hmm. These are words that, you know, didn't really mm-hmm. exist you, you, 20 it's years It's the video ago. podcast. And like yeah. I said, my, I say in my intro, uh, I guarantee, you know, someone that either wants or has a YouTube channel and it may mm-hmm. not be a big channel, but I guarantee, you know, someone that has one. Yeah. And to hear so- someone and how he goes about his day to day of mm-hmm. running it and even admitting the faults of where he thinks that he could like work he doesn't better. schedule things. like he doesn't schedule things I don't, and I stuff don't like that but like that's fine because yeah. that's he's human yeah. and he's you know he's on his way but yeah. like the fact that you know he he's 19 years old and he is where he is it just mm-hmm. makes me like think about like you and I we can we can do that. It's people it, listening to this. Conan, my cat, who's our, joining our us second right now. co-host, Conan uh, Cat. Has Conan, us. you could have that many followers, but <laughs> oh, he would have more followers than us in a day. This is true. He in is a quite day, adorable. Michael. So all of our pictures now have to have. Conan. I do think <laughs> I created an Instagram account for him. I'm sure. Ago, I'm sure you did. Conan underscore the underscore cat. Oh, you need to fix that. That's too much. <laughs> too much. That's <laughs> no one's going to remember that. Much. No one's going to remember that. Yeah. Um. No. I, I really loved Brandon's openness. I loved, uh, you know, my favorite part was when we talked about like his mom and how she has supported him Mm -hmm. um, and how he convinced her to give him a shot and he took it and like ran with it. And, but she was also like watching it grow and, and how he talks about like he would get so busy with the work that he wouldn't notice the result Mm -hmm. and how she had sometimes to tell him like, do you see how fast you're growing? Like you're doing it. And like, 
just to hear that was like so uplifting and so nice to hear. Cause like I say in the yeah. interview, you don't, you, you hear so many stories about people's parents not supporting their, their dream when it's something that's risky. Yeah. All too. I mean, we're a community of artists and people who are trying to pursue what they love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's the vast majority of people often face um, adversity when it comes yeah. to trying to pursue what they actually want yeah. to do. Um, and so the fact that you, he did have, you know, his mom there to support him and mm-hmm. not only support him, but like really like push him, like buying yeah. the equipment initially and yeah. stuff like that. I, it's just fantastic. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's a great interview. If you haven't listened to it, please, please listen to it. Even if you don't care about YouTube, like just it's it's really good. Yeah, I, it, it's it's really inspiring. Uh, and thank you, Brandon. Also, just want to point this out. Chris Danker not only retweet like tweeted an audio part of the podcast uh, where, where they talk where we talk about him a little bit. And yeah. Brandon kind of like talks about how much he's helped him. Um, he also followed me on Twitter, oh, which boy. was I was pretty I was like, holy crap. This podcast is going to go through the roof. Um, we oh, this is the most we've ever been like retweeted and liked, I think, ever. Um, <laughs> but that means nothing. Not saying anything about everybody else, but it's been it's I mean, literally just notifications all day, mainly from that tweet that Chris Danker put up. That's amazing. Um, but it was really nice, and 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 so anybody that's listened to it, thank you so much. Anybody that's been with us for two years, thank you so much. Also, guys, remember a quick plug. Um, we are holding a contest right yes. now that we did start in Brandon's. Uh, interview. You have one more week. We do have one more week. So there are two ways that you can enter mm-hmm. your name to win any of Vibe's brand new t-shirts. Vibe yeah. is, of course, the new YouTube channel that Brandon Collymore has yeah. launched with his... Yeah, it's a comp- for- it's a collaboration channel. Yeah, a collaboration channel yeah. with him and some other YouTubers. Mm-hmm. And it's they've got some really cool looking swag uh, going on there. And so you can enter to win a free t-shirt mm-hmm. by either one submitting uh, a review for our show go on mm-hmm. itunes leave us a review hopefully four to five stars mm-hmm. um and then you can also get an extra mm-hmm. uh submission how daniel uh you can get an extra entry uh, or uh, another way to enter is to tweet on twitter about the episode and tag us uh, at la Hustlecast. tag us in there and also tag vibe which is official vibe v-y-b-e with an underscore after it so it's official vibe underscore uh and tag us in that and you will be entered and if you do both you get entered in twice yeah two two and you could uh possibly win one of their really cool shirts yeah. and you'll also earn regardless our undying support yeah. and, and you love. get to pick the shirt uh brandon was very clear about that you get to pick whatever shirt from their merch that you want yeah so um that's been going on you know this week we've been hopefully i need to actually check the review boards and everything but uh yeah so we're excited to see who's the winner is gonna be now we just talked about brandon uh, but next week we have another new interview. Yes, which with uh, which is so exciting. Like, so we went from a YouTuber, and now we're going to someone who's not only a screenwriter like Daniel, but she's also a radio drama producer. Uh, producer, and she's the showrunner assistant for the showrunner of the show Supernatural. <laughs> showrunner, show, which show, just show. announced they're ending their show next year after the next season. Oh, so, wow. yeah, they announced it like the day, two days after we recorded the interview. Um, so yeah, so I, unfortunately, Michael, uh, is super busy <laughs> and, uh, uh, need, need, needs a little weight lifted off of him. So again, I am pretty available. So, uh, this week it's me previewing the episode. Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For once I get to say 
Daniel, give us that preview. Well, hey, next week in episode 84 of the Hollywood Hustle podcast, we delve into a new part of the industry, showrunner assistants. If you do not know what a showrunner is, they are basically the CEO of a TV show. They are in charge of making all the decisions, keeping the show on track, and more importantly, on budget. Megan Fitzmartin is a writer, podcast producer, and the assistant to the showrunner of the long-running CW show Supernatural, Andrew Dabb. Now, Megan's journey started in a town called Celebration, though from how Megan describes her town, she just wasn't feeling the good times in Celebration. But from one path she took, Megan discovered her purpose in life that led her down a new one. I was explaining to to somebody yesterday about Celebration, and it was just a very, very idealistic town. It was a very Stepford meets Pleasantville meets the Truman Show type place to live and grow up. Um, and I didn't realize that that was a bizarre thing until I left. Uh, but it was, it, I think it was very formative. I learned a lot and I, I worked with a, a bunch of kids and actually my, um, my life plan at the time was that I was going to be a youth pastor. Oh, wow. So I went to school to be a youth pastor. My degree is actually in church ministries. Mm. So if you're worried that you don't have the right major for whatever it is you want to do later in life, that's fine. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Don't you worry about um, it. Yes. And so I went to school to be a youth pastor and realized quickly that I did not get along with anybody in my major, but I got along mostly with my communication friends. Mm. I got an accidental communication minor because I took so many communication classes. And I realized that the thing that I love most and the thing that I always want is to tell teenagers that they're loved. That's mm. my driving purpose that's a, a beautiful purpose thank you that's a beautiful um, purpose. i i that's all that i want to do in life now after discovering her new purpose of sharing with young people about their lives and how much love and meaning they have she decided it was time to leave celebration and after leaving and moving to la as we all do megan was searching for her tribe but she would come to discover that the city of angels preferred women to be less supportive and more competitive Luckily, Megan met a group of women in a screenwriting class that helped fight against that stigma. One of the things that, that the, the women in my life that I, I met through the, the screenwriting class and that have become such a huge um, supporter of me and people that I look up to, mm. they were, they, um, one of them, Eva Taylor, started this group called Chicks with Scripts. Mm -hmm. And the reason was that she was noticing that there were a lot of men in Hollywood that got jobs because they were friends with other men in Hollywood, which is fine. Like that's, that's how this works. And that's how the, the, the case is. And I don't, I, I love that. I think that's how it should be because you want to work with your friends. The problem comes when like with women, we were very much kind of pitted against each other. Mm -hmm. um, this is a thing that Topher and I just talked about recently with, um, we were talking about Captain Marvel and my, my, my fear that when Captain Marvel comes out, everyone will compare it to Wonder Woman, mm -hmm. which is not fair. Uh, nobody compared Tony Stark's Iron Man to Batman. Mm -hmm. They're the same character, <laughs> but no one compared those movies because there are a plethora of movies about male superheroes. But mm -hmm. because we live in a world where there are only two movies about female superheroes in the current, you know, cinematic universe climate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, those two movies will get compared. And that really frustrates me because that puts them at odds with each other rather than supportive of each other. And so for a lot of women in the industry, that was kind of the way that it was, where it was like there was only two or three women uh, 
at all in the industry. And therefore, everyone like women should be in conflict with each other and women should be in, you know, constantly comparing and constantly like at odds. And so my friend Eva, her her goal was to create friendships with other women. And it has been such a good shift in my own perspective of like, oh, no, I, I have friends who would be so much better than me at certain things. Like I, I know what the skills are like. And, and I've had friends that put me up for stuff because they were like, well, I had this meeting with this person, but they also really like teen stuff and you love teen stuff. You should also talk to them. And that like stems from, it's this very beautiful sense of, of community where it's like, oh, we're all in this together rather than we're all at odds with each other. Now, after discovering this group of women working together to fight this stigma, Megan had something that is incredibly important here in LA support. Now this support would help teach Megan, push Megan and encourage her. And it also led to a little risk taking that led to Megan finding her current position as a showrunner's assistant. And of course, people are very interested in how do you get a job in television, specifically in writer's offices? Um, it is. What? I know. I know. <laughs> um, so getting a job in a writer's office is very hard. Uh, but all brand new information (laughs) but it um it this particular job came about because uh i am a part of an assistance group on facebook which is a really great group of people and it's it's kind of been an interesting thing to see because i think it keeps a a lot of us accountable to each other because we know all of the other assistants and we can be like that's dumb don't do that anymore and anyway i saw a job posting for a long-running show. They were looking for a PA, and I recognized the person who posted it because the, my job at Warner Brothers, I knew all of the different people that worked, like all the different support staff that worked mm-hmm. on the shows. So, and, and some of them I would even see because depending on how, where the show was, we would they would sometimes send their PA over, they would sometimes send their showrunner's assistant over to mm-hmm. get checks and things like that. And people really want money, and so they were very friendly to you. <laughs> and so I, uh, I I met her and knew that she worked on Supernatural, and so I sent her a quick email, and I was like, hey, I saw that you had posted this job up. Is there any chance that I could be up for it? And she was like, yeah, no, I'll totally put you up for it. And I interviewed, and I didn't get that job, but they liked me very much, and they were like, hey, listen, if frequency goes, uh, Andrew will be moving up, and we'll need a, a, an assistant because he didn't have one. Or frequency would need a PA. Would you be up for either of those jobs? And I said, yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah. And and uh, something even before that that I learned from my friend Eva, I, I wanted to jump over to a show. I knew I had started Warner Brothers in 2015 and I knew that it was only a year long job. And so I was like, OK, come January, I wanted to jump on a show. That was my goal. So I talked to her and I was like, what do you do? And she gave me some of the best advice. And I hope she doesn't mind me sharing it here, which was. We don't. Yeah. uh, Which was to put a list of shows that you'd want to work on uh, and list all the people that are on it. List all of the writers, list all the support staff that you know. Generally speaking, IMDb has all of that information. Mm -hmm. And then look on Facebook. And see who you're friends with or see who's friends with this person that is also friends with you. See who their mutuals are. And then either reach out to them via Facebook Messenger, which you still can. It goes into the like hidden file, but sometimes people are are down to look at that. Yeah. Because the thing is that most people in L.A. are very friendly and are very willing to help other people out because that's how we all got where we are Mm -hmm. is because someone helped us out. Pay it forward, man. That's right. And so... 
she also said, you know, either like Facebook messages people cold calling, which is a gambit, whether or not that will work. But you should also, you know, reach out to your friends and say, hey, is this like, would you be willing to introduce me to this person? Or also, can you like, if you hear of something, can you put me up for this? Which is a very uncomfortable thing to do, but you have to do it anyway. And so I've learned from this podcast. Yes, you just got to do it. Getting guests. That's nobody will care. That's the thing is like, I think people are very much like, oh, well, I'm afraid that people will think this and this about me. No one cares. No one cares. Especially I think people just know in this Mm -hmm. industry, it's people are going to ask like now there's ways of doing it and there's proper ways of of doing it. It's just you got to, you know, it's but don't be afraid to do it. Well, right. Like half the time. I just have to cough. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, please. Half the time, I don't know that people are looking for jobs until they send me the resume. I'm like, oh, great. Cool. Now I know. And now Mm -hmm. when somebody asks me for resumes, I can say, oh, I know this person. And I because you always want to work with people that you like. Yeah, that's just at the end of the day, you're spending so much time. I spend so much time with the people in my office. I just want to like them. Yeah, And I do. I like. But you're also busy. And so you don't even know, like. I don't know that Daniel's looking for a job or something like that until he tells me exactly. that he's exactly. looking for one. Michael, I'm looking for a job. <laughs> Got um, it. <laughs> nailed it. So Megan, I, I'm looking for a great, job. Great. <laughs> good to know. And so I I was put up for those jobs and then we found out that frequency went. And I, well, and to be fair, I did also talk to Andrew and Andrew, Andrew was great. Andrew's the best boss. I very much appreciate. Shout and out, Andrew. Adore him. Call me. Um, however, <laughs> He did not care. He was like, I don't know what an assistant's supposed to be. I don't know. Sure. You seem fine. You seem not crazy. (laughs) Finally, after a couple of years working hard with Supernatural, Megan was offered the opportunity to pitch some ideas for the show and ended up writing her first episode of network television. Though the opportunity was extremely exciting, Megan went through a ton of emotions, especially when people on set would ask her, is this what you imagined? No, because I didn't imagine anything. I'm very diff. I don't know if like people do this this way. This is just the thing that I realized because I never really kind of faced this before. Um, I all I care about is the feel. All I care about is how it feels and how the um, if if the feeling it comes across. Like I had no like there's there's some things that happen in it and I had no real idea how that would look. I wanted everybody to have fun with it, but I was like know what this is going to look like i just want i just know what i want it to feel like i want it to feel this way mm-hmm. and that feeling was accomplished ten ten thousand times over mm-hmm. um now that's not to say that like when i watched the first cut it wasn't the most painful thing i've ever experienced <laughs> it was but not because of uh, it, it's that way because it's normal to be that way this is also that way how like, it was also how it was with red rhino the first cut that i did of red rhino i was like this is the worst piece of crap that i've ever like listened to and and not that i thought that my episode was a piece of crap but i was just like this is so bonkers. This is so hard to watch because I can only I can only see everything wrong with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything that I didn't do well and everything that like sucks about me, I project onto the screen. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it a second time. Nothing had changed except I had already seen it. Right. And I think that that's something I think that's really important for most creatives. This is just a taste of the amazing insights into the world of showrunner assisting and working your way up the writing ladder. Do not miss this interview with Megan Fitzmartin next week right here on Hollywood Hustle Podcast. Back to you guys. Dang, I'm good. 
that was an amazing <laughs> preview. I'm side note. I'm curious to see what it actually ends up sounding like. <laughs> this this episode is like just this interview in general was so I was so amped for this interview yeah just as much as I was for Brandon's because again it's a totally different area that we haven't been able to explore or or even throwing it back to uh beginning of the season with Hillary mm. Levi mm-hmm. um you know this is someone who is the assistant to one of the most popular TV shows right uh, that, how many seasons has it been now like 15 15 uh, it's uh next year will be 15 next 15 seasons in that's total, where it, that's where it's ending. And you know, we get to, you guys get to sit with the the person that's behind the brain right. of this. And for people who are working their way towards eventually wanting to sh- be a showrunner, mm-hmm. um, this is such a key uh, position to have. Yeah. Um. So it's a big one. We're we're really really excited. And 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 funny you know funny enough you 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 mentioned Hillary. Uh, I actually I contacted Hillary because of a tweet that Megan sent to Hillary. That's because she congratulated her on the job she got. And so that's how I ended up talking to both of them was through this one tweet. So, uh, again, you never know where you're going to be able to get a hold of people to be on the show or be on your show. So uh, and another funny thing, Megan won a contest where she um, by writing a spec script for Arrow, which and, and, and coincidence, Arrow also announced that next season will be their last season as well. What? So <laughs> so much news so happening. Everything connected television. to Megan is ending. Yeah. Oh, no. Megan. Also, if you guys haven't, we'll be previewing it in her full interview, uh, but yeah. you should definitely check out her podcast, Red Rhino Podcast. Absolutely. Uh, it is a really cool, uh, very original, self-produced superhero. Audio drama. Audio drama. Absolutely. And it's a podcast. So Red Rhino Podcast. Check it out. So, Michael, uh, you, you mentioned earlier, but I know that you have a, a hustle support statement that you wrote. Uh, I told Michael earlier the day that I just wasn't feeling the the hustle motivation today. Uh, I didn't want it to be inauthentic. Um, so, but I, you also kind <laughs> of discovered it in sharing your, what you're passionate about, which is so. crazy. So that just take that as my hustle statement. But I'm very excited because I just felt like I just need to hear a statement this week. Uh, so, please, Michael. Give us your hustle support statement. Of course. Well, I will also say that, not not to say you stole my hustle support statement, but uh, here, here it is. I hacked your phone. Yeah. For those out there hustling for their dreams, I want to start off with this. I'm proud of you. Let me repeat, I am proud of you. And you inspire me. You're out there doing the hard work at times for what can feel like little rewards, but I promise you it will pay off. And in those times of hardship, when your fuel tank feels like it's running low, please remember that while others may doubt you, including yourself, that I, Michael Lutheran, am rooting for you. As said in the film, A Knight's Tale, a man can change his stars. And that concludes my hustle support statement. I I did two tweets worth. Uh, Conan, could you bring me some Kleenex, please? Conan. (laughs) Conan. <laughs> but yeah, man, because you, you kind of were mentioning what I was wanting to say in my yeah. hustle support statement. But truly, I am proud of you. Like, it's very, and I know this and you've been there for me, when it's so easy to see all that you haven't done, mm-hmm. all that you're not doing in the present moment. But when you take a step back, you, Daniel, have done a lot. And just like our listeners out there, you're all accomplishing 
some really big major things. And the fact that yeah. you're doing it, the fact that you're out there every day trying to do mm. something yeah. towards that dream, that's bigger than those that haven't. And, and, and I just want to add something to that, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. um, to say that if you're out there and whatever it is, if you're stepping out of your comfort zone and if you're taking risk and experiencing something you felt maybe you didn't think you could do, uh, didn't think you could achieve, didn't think you were smart enough or talented enough or experienced enough, but you are giving it your best shot. I am proud of you for that. Yeah. Because that, I, I, that takes so much courage. And so I just want to kind of throw that in on top of that as well. Like, yeah. I think that's something to be celebrated as well is, is, is whether that means moving to LA by yourself or, mm-hmm. Whatever that is, that's that's amazing. Whether whether it's putting pen to paper, mm-hmm. whether it's putting a suitcase in the trunk, yeah. uh, buying that plane ticket, whatever that, it yeah. may be, you know, it's going to that first audition, yeah, writing that first script, whatever it's, it is, whatever small step, it's mm-hmm. a small step on this much bigger huh. journey. Man, this has been a. I feel like this has been more of a therapy hustle than a side hey, hustle. Hey, hey, we, we all we all need it. Therapy is much needed. Um, but what are what's inspiring you guys this week? We yeah. we would love to know what uh what is your hustle support statement. We honestly, I would love 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 to share um you know our listeners' hustle support statements. So if you guys want to email those to us, you can email us at hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on Anchor. You could always send us a voice message mm-hmm. with that hustle support statement. That way, me and Daniel can just drop it right into the episode. It could be our episode next week, or it yeah. could be for our next side hustle. Yeah, we'll drop it in, and then we can react to it and 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 talk about it. So uh, please do that. And also, you know, one of the best ways for us to grow as a community, as a league of hustle, uh, is to share uh, uh, the show. Whether that's taking a, a uh, a still screenshot of you listening to the episode and sharing it on your Instagram and your Twitter, whether that's leaving a review, uh, whether it's just verbally telling someone you should listen to this uh, or just texting, you know, tweeting about it. That that goes a long way. Yeah. Being a boss like Laura Gao accurate mm-hmm. on Instagram, Absolutely. you know, just sharing with us that she's listening to the show and stuff does so much just like fills me and Daniel with so much joy. Oh, when I saw that, it was like my day just got, 10,000 times better. Yeah. When and, I saw that. And then of course, you know, if you uh, if you guys are loving what you're hearing and everything, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us Absolutely. on. Um and remember again, we're holding a limited 2-week uh contest. But it has one week left. One week left. Total of 2 weeks. Um so you could you have a chance to win any t-shirt uh from Vibe mm-hmm. and that is again the uh YouTube collaboration with our previous guest Brandon Collymore. So make sure you can submit a review on iTunes as well as tweet about that interview. Tag us, tag at vibe official underscore on Twitter. No, uh, official vibe. Official vibe. Official underscore. vibe underscore. There we go. Um, and if you do that on Twitter, that enters your name in for a second time, guys. Absolutely. And you can also follow us and keep up with what we're doing on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood Hustle Podcast. We've kind of revamped our instagram it's it's really exciting as i said daniel is a boss (laughs) michael michael and i've been looking at the grid and the the grid looks beautiful the grid is i feel like that needs to be a shirt the grid the grid looks beautiful i feel like that's a scene in tron or something (laughs) like that that the the grid is beautiful We, we need to make a shirt that's like 
it's like a mix of like Instagram grid and like Tetris. God, where you like, such like pictures, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, please go there, comment, subscribe. We do our uh, small victory Fridays every yeah. week. And then we want to hear what you are, what you're, how you're winning throughout yeah. the week. And then if you want to just, you know, follow the day to day lives of these two hosts, uh, Daniel is can be followed at. Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L, on both Instagram and Twitter, and I am at Michael Lutheran. And right now, if you're following me on Instagram, you're probably seeing a lot of like Insta stories of me waving wands and uh, being Ron and yeah. <laughs> Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. We want nothing but the best for you. We believe in you. You can do this. You can get through anything. Hold up your title belt above your head, and always remember to say. Keep Keep up up the the hustle. hustle.